Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a bonus episode of the Alamo Audible podcast. If you're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, you're probably a Patreon subscriber and you enjoyed early access to this episode. So thank you for subscribing and supporting. If you're listening to this on Friday, maybe you're not a Patreon subscriber. Maybe you should think about becoming one. I don't know. Go to alamoaudible.com to get all the details. Enjoy early access to every episode, all the podcasts in a single feed, bonus episodes, unlock all of our film breakdowns and all of our private blog posts, uh, get access to our Patreon community on the Patreon app and all kinds of other great stuff. So our bonus episode this week was a really special one. Uh, We were able to get in touch with Josiah Taueva. And for a lot of UTSA fans, that's a man that needs no introduction. Uh, But I know it's been a while since Josiah graduated from UTSA. So for the newcomers to the program, I thought I would introduce the man himself uh, a little bit for you guys before we kick over to the interview. Josiah was a member of the class of 2015 and uh, would choose the Roadrunners over the Utah Miners as well as a few other programs. He actually redshirted his first year on campus, which is kind of crazy to think back on, uh, you know, how talented of a player he ended up being. But he actually came to UTSA as a defensive end during that redshirt season. The coaching staff, you know, approached him and, you know, suggested he'd make a move to the linebacker position. Um, so then after that redshirt year, he you know, just really broke out. He was a freshman All-American at UTSA, played four years there, um, set all kinds of school records, led the team with 113 tackles in his Richard junior year, 11 and a half tackles for loss, four and a half, saw, uh, four and a half sacks, uh, was named to the All-Conference USA team twice, once on the first team, once as an honorable mention, and was actually the first roadrunner to enter the NFL draft early where he would go on and sign with the New York Giants as an undrafted free agent. Um, today, he's the defensive coordinator and recruiting coordinator um, for Liberty Christian in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And what I, one of the things that makes Josiah special and one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on this week, um, as opposed to any other, is because he grew up in the shadow of North Texas's campus, uh, Lake Dallas, just about 10 minutes away from Denton. Didn't really get any recruiting attention whatsoever from the Mean Green a lot of North Texas fans were familiar with Josiah's game and wanted him, uh, you know, on the mean green roster. But, you know, no one will ever know why. But coaching staff was not interested in him. Went to UTSA and had this amazing uh, career there. And he destroyed North Texas when they would meet on the field. Uh, one of the most memorable plays in program history came in Josiah's first game against his hometown program. So great conversation with Josiah. Want to thank him again for taking time out of his super busy schedule. Um, They're starting playoff games this week. So uh, Josiah, thanks again for making time for us. Great conversation. Appreciate you. And uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and hit a cumbia break. And uh, hope you guys enjoy this interview with Josiah Talifa. Folks, before there was a Jeff Trailer, before there was a Decorian JT Clark, there was the original JT of UTSA, the beloved Josiah Tawaefa of UTSA Stardom, All Freshman All American, Conference USA, 
um, all freshman team, honorable mention, all conference USA 2018, and just an absolute. I mean, what's the right word to describe Josiah, man? Just the, the Hercules with the hair, too, of, of UTSA football through that entire uh, Frank Wilson era, man. And, yeah. dude, we're so excited for you to be on the podcast with us. We can't thank you enough for oh, hopping dude. on with us today, man. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all uh, hitting me up and, and uh, asking me to come on. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And shout out to the Adrian for the intro, man. He came with the That was bar. great. Was yeah, that was phenomenal. <laughs> that was I never phenomenal. thought about the JT aspect. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I, it's only appropriate that we have you on this week to talk about the big, most hated UNT being green and, and the rivalry that was really spurred to another degree while you were here in those back and forth <laughs> uh, contests between UNT and UTSA, man. And so yeah. before we get into that, I actually want to ask you a little bit about what was your relationship with UNT Mean Green prior to you getting to UTSA? You grew up in Corinth, uh, yeah. Lake Dallas High School. I was like nine miles away from UNT's campus, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was interesting. It was it was um, I didn't, which is part of the which is part of the the buildup of you know the lack of recruiting all that stuff. I didn't have much of a relationship with them. You know, um, I think they came out to um maybe a practice a practice or two um didn't get a whole lot of um mail email calls from from you know that staff um which at the time like looking back on it it was it, it was frustrating like as a high school kid i'm 17 years old 18 years old you know thinking like i'm live 10 minutes away from you guys like what is what is going on it's not um, like UTSA was the only school that's recruiting you either right yeah, like you're getting yeah. hit by a lot of schools right yeah there were a couple that yeah there were there were, um, there were a handful of other schools um and so that that was kind of the the confusing part um but you know on the back end of it uh you know or on the other side of it now being removed from it for a while you know who, who knows what was going on given the benefit of the doubt but uh, who knows what was going on the recruiting needs what they're you know mm -hmm. from the top down what their coaches were saying um you know that they needed to look at so um yeah there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of relationship there um you know I, I would I don't know if I would have even committed there I might have gone on a visit um that might have been in my mind too close at that time you know it's 10 minutes from home which yeah. is ideal for some people I didn't, you know, I didn't need to be super far away from my family. You know, I was a, I'm, a, I'm a huge family guy. I love that my family was able to come to almost every home game, all that. Um, but I think the space was was good as well. You know, four hour, four and a half hour drive. Um, you know, and I'm home. I think that was ideal for me. And then obviously, um, my time at UTSA was incredible. I loved it um love the community but yeah that was my relationship with, with unt it wasn't very um in depth did you like yeah. uh did you ever attend mean green games growing up like did you have any sort of uh fandom or adoration wh wh while you were growing up down the street from there no i i i didn't i, I mean i had i kind of had pride like when they would do well just because that's the area that's a college that's close sure. by you know yeah. like i didn't i didn't really rep them though you know but it was cool when you know, you'd see a, a mean green, whatever sport, 
um, when you'd see them in the news for doing something great, you're like, hey, they they're right down the road. That's awesome. And, you know, representing North Texas. Um, I think I, we had a um, uh, one of our quarterbacks, Chase Bain. Um, he graduated from high school from Lake Dallas. Um, maybe oh six or something like that. He went on to play quarterback at UNT, um, which is funny. His his uh, kid his his youngest actually goes here or his youngest boy, I think actually goes here. Um, so I worked with him down in the lower school last year. Um, got to, got to link up with him, but, um, no, that's really, that was really it. My, my time with UNT, I was just not, not a huge fan. Not like I hated them or anything, but mm -hmm. not a whole lot of fandom growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So this rivalry between UT, sorry, UTSA and UNT is kind of organically developed and, I, I think like when these two schools moved into a conference with each other, it wasn't yeah. like people instantly circled each other on the on the yeah. schedule, like, oh yeah, you know, a huge game or whatever. But it's grown into like a really big event. You know, the schools are fundraising off of it now. They have the Battle of the Birds website and all that stuff and yeah. a lot of trash talk online. But from a yeah. personal aspect for you who someone who grew up so close to university, like what what does that rivalry mean to you and the way that it's developed? Uh I think it's I think it's really cool. I think that, like you're saying, both schools in their own ways to um, benefit from it. Like, mm -hmm. yes, there's this back and forth. There's 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 disdain a little bit, and some of the the tweets and some of the comments, and um, and some people mean it a lot more than other people. Right. Uh, <laughs> some people are a little bit more malicious with it, but yeah. um, I, I, at the end of the day, I all I, I think really it is all in in. I don't want to say good spirits, but, um, you know, there, there's like a mutual respect. They've gotten us. It's not a one-sided, exactly. uh, you know, one-sided uh, deal going on. It's a, it's a, um, a mutual respect of, of, you know, anytime it is, even if, even if somebody, one of us is having, isn't having a very good season, anytime we play each other, it feels like it's anybody's game. And so I mm -hmm. think that's a great, um, that that's a great aspect of a, of a good of a good rivalry um and what it has developed into i don't think like you're saying i think it did develop naturally um and um you know that's been good aside from the texas you know the texas state one it's 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 not as it's a little bit more lopsided you know so yeah. uh, i feel right. like it's a good it, it's a good opponent it's a good matchup battle of the birds i love it i love the uh uh the contest between us yeah, I wonder if that yeah. thing's gonna stick. I, I don't. I don't mind the Battle of the Birds. It's better than like I thirty five rivalry, like whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Battle of the Birds. I, I like it. I like it. It's it's not as tough as it could be, but it's applicable. It's good. Sure. Yeah, I, guess I, I also what's... Googled it, and no other no other schools, no other rivalries are using it. So let's get okay. that trademark, right? One of a kind. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Someone's gonna get it. Good. It's alliteration keeps it a little lighthearted. I think you're right. It doesn't quite capture like the. The, you know the the animosity yeah, behind yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah but that's okay i suppose yeah. um yeah yeah you're right you know like the texas state that one was like this the automatic circle on the schedule let's call it a rivalry because the regionality but but the yeah. organic creation of this one how it's developed and progressed over the years that's what's really sort of made this a, a real feud and, and a little bit of a high emotional stakes game for for the players whenever these two teams meet yeah and a lot of that natural progression happened while you were here, man. Yeah. And um, we go back to your redshirt freshman season, the Blackbirds uniforms. Yeah. It's Halloween weekend. We're in the Alamo Dome. 
Yeah. And there's the infamous leap over the line of scrimmage for you to get back there and sack Mason Mine. Man, tell us about that game. Tell us yeah. about that moment where you leaped over the line of scrimmage. Tell us about the Blackbird uniforms. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, those were mean. Those were yeah. those were incredible. I remember we auctioned those off after. I was like, we had to like auction. We had to battle for our own uh, jerseys, you know, because they're because it was a you know it was a it was like a sample essentially that they gave us just to test it out. Um, which would be nasty if they brought if they brought those back. That'd be awesome. Mm. But um, they're doing a lot of good stuff with the with the unis this year or past couple of years. It's been awesome, but. Yeah, that was a that was a um, that was a great game. That was a, a I I, remember, I don't remember the final scores. Thirty one something, seventeen. Thirty one seventeen. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was intense. It felt a lot closer than that score. You see a two score game. It felt like it felt like it was like a field goal most of the game. You know, mm-hmm. like it was one of those types that you you gonna you got to battle to the end. Um, and then some things went our way. But yeah, on that 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 play especially I remember the play before um so we both both linebackers mugged up in the a gaps um and whoever the center turns to that guy drops out and the other one who the center doesn't turn to continues on the blitz and so center turns away from me the play before and Jeff Wilson came up he was playing running back Jeff Wilson came up he cut me and I you know he kind of got me I got back up um and then you know uh, Mason Fine either threw the ball or scrambled or whatever. I don't know what happened, but I didn't get back there. Coach calls the same play the next time, the next play. And in my mind, I'm thinking, if he even like, if he even like starts to go down at all, I'm going up. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to jump over him. And so same thing happens. Center slides away and I start rushing and really watch back. He doesn't he doesn't go to cut. He really is just getting his pad level low, but I saw him drop just a little bit, little bit. And I kind of already decided in my head, I'm I'm just going to go up. So I did. Luckily I was able to land on my feet and not my face. And then, uh, yeah, got after Mason. Luckily got a hand on him. was able to bring him down, but that was a, that was a really cool play. I was in the moment. Like I didn't, I had to watch it back afterwards and be like, did that actually happen? Did what really what happened on that play? Yeah. <laughs> what happened on that play? Um, but yeah, it was a cool moment. It was a cool game. Um, and the Blackbirds, man, that was a that was a that was a cool, a cool time in UTSA, you know, history. The first time ever. I remember seeing the video where they showed you guys those uh jerseys for the first time and you were down in like that underground basement or facility. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that was it's crazy to think how far the programs come. Those are know? the trenches, man. Those, yeah, those for real. Those, and even before then, I'm sure you know the original 18 are looking at yeah. you know how every generation like yeah, yeah, it right. goes on and on and on and, and right. they're looking at us, they're looking at that basement going, Man, you guys have it good compared to what we were doing. And so I think that's a great that's that's the that's the goal, you know. Every every um every class that comes in, every every uh team, they want to leave that legacy, you know, for the next team and they want to establish a foundation year after year. Um, that they can look back on four or five years, 10 years later and be like, man, that's that's awesome that they're at this point now. We're looking at the race facility and I've, I've gone in there a couple of times uh, since I've graduated and um, I just look around and, and you know, um, it's incredible. You're astonished at, at how far it's come and, and 
where they're going, how well they're they've been doing, and and the program. It's just it's so cool to see it take off. You, you feel a lot of pride knowing that you you had a little part in that. You know. Yeah. Well, and you were one of the first guys to you know get that opportunity at the next level for UTSA, right? Yeah. And you spent that season in 2019 with the Giants. So I just wanted to ask you what that experience was like. Yeah, that was um a very unique experience. So there was some personal um that like it, it was the it was the highest of highs, like achieving my lifelong goals, and then um some personal stuff going on with um my wife's um my wife's family and her, uh, my mother-in-law. Um, uh, so we got married 2019, January or July 4th, uh, my grandparents' living room, um, just small, intimate. Uh, we were going to go, I'd already signed with the, with the Giants. So I knew my, you know, my report date, all that stuff, uh, rookie mini camp, um, and then fall camp. So we are going to have the, you know, big wedding the next, mm-hmm. uh, like April, next spring. So we had a little intimate thing and then that was July 4th. And then um, I think it was about three or four days before I had to report um, for rookie minicamp. Um, my mother-in-law passed away and unexpectedly. And so um, I was able to um, go to her service and stay, you know, stay like an extra day or two Um to attend that. And then the next morning, the night her, her services that night, the next morning at 6 a.m. I'm on a flight to yeah. um to uh I think they flew us to Newark airport um or LaGuardia, I'm not sure. But then you know there was another player that was on that flight. We get into a, a car to drive. Um a driver's taking us, they take us straight to the facility and um, get out, I get in the facility, put my stuff down at like, um, out of my locker and then go in the equipment room, get fitted and put, throw my stuff on the team's not in the locker room. Cause they're already at practice. I get fitted and I jog out there to, to, to start practice as an undrafted rookie free agent, uh, a day late, you know? And so it's like, that felt like I was, uh, you know, fighting from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think the Lord was so good to me in that season um, of just, I was able to take steps back throughout that year and look around for a second and be like, this is crazy. This yeah, is like, like, I am here. This, like I am doing this, this thing like, right now. Yeah. This is, this is like, this is nuts. Like this is wild. Mm-hmm. This is what I, I, you know, growing up, Every Halloween, I can remember I was a football player for <laughs> to put my pads on and my helmet. Like that's what I wanted to do. That's who I was at that time. And so, um, but but yeah, it was a crazy experience. It was it was it happened fast. Um, and yeah, it was just wild to see kind of behind the scenes. You know, you you grow up watching a lot of these guys, and then all of a sudden you're, you know in the same locker room, sharing the same hot tub, you know, as, as, uh, Eli and, uh, some of those guys, you know, mm-hmm. Saquon, I'm like playing, playing him in ping pong. It's like, it, it was, it was mind blowing. It was, it was a blessing. It really was. Man, that's incredible. And what was the, what was the difference in, in the speed and intensity, like, you know, going from UTSA, going to New York giants camp? Yeah, dude, it was, it, you could feel, 
like people think like professional athletes, they see the big names and they see, you know, them having, you know, uh, um, doing stuff outside of, outside of football. And they see him all this time, like all this coverage, but like, you don't realize like that it is your job and it's, it's, it is a full-time, you're, you're always on the clock, essentially. Like you're, you're either, you either got to watch film outside of regular practice hours, facility hours, meeting time. Um, you got to take care of your body, obviously recovering nutrition. You can't do things, you know, and that, and that's the same for, for college, but it's a little less. It, it's, it is your full-time job, you know, so you can feel that on the field. You can feel that with each rep. It matters, like it matters every single practice rep, it matters, you know, like college. Yes, it, it does matter if you want to get better uh, as a team, but if you know that like, if, if, if no one's behind you ready to take your spot, there's, there's a little bit less urgency, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and your livelihood um, doesn't depend on it. either. Exactly. Like you're exactly. still going to school. You're still going to get exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Your, your paycheck. I still got yeah. classes yeah. tomorrow at, I still got class tomorrow at eight. 8, 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. or whatever, regardless of if I'm starting or not, versus, hey, my locker could be cleared out like at the end of today if they mm -hmm. decided to just be like, yeah, you know, we're working guys out. That was the crazy thing. It was like throughout the season, um, off day in the NFL was on Tuesday. And so teams like we'll have a usually play Sunday, come in Monday um, and have – I, I mean, some teams are a little bit different, but generally you come in, you kind of have like a, a, a light lift, some film, um, and then maybe like a walkthrough um, type of practice on Monday to just go over your, your mistakes or, you know, what you guys, what you guys could have done or, um, and then that's it. You're usually done by um, one, maybe two. Um, and then they'll bring guys in and in that afternoon or, um, Tuesday, they will have, they'll have other guys working out. Like they'll be, they'll be working out other guys, free agents, um, to potentially take your spot. So you're like in the facility and they're like in the locker room, bringing guys in and out. And you're like, That's Oh, nice, that man. guy looks like a linebacker. Like they, yeah. <laughs> they're working <laughs> him out. Like, like what? It, so there's always that, um, it's that atmosphere, you know, there, there's always that, that, a little bit on edge um yeah different pressure it is yeah it is it is a whole a whole different pressure so but yeah so good. you, you uh people. you played in the era before nil name image and likeness right yeah. and i believe you four went like your last year of eligibility to, to enter in the draft so like if nil was a thing back when you played without a change your decision at all if there was like 100k you know on the table for you to come back for that other year yeah i think yeah that that is that's something i've thought about too is is would, would that have changed my decision i think yeah. like i had, i graduated a semester early so i was done after mm -hmm. 2018 i had my degree it wasn't like i was foregoing my degree and having to right. come back mm -hmm. um so i think that played a huge role um you know i i i'm not gonna talk bad about um any coach or any coaching staff. Um, but I also don't know if I wanted to stick around. Like, I think I was done with college ball right. um, yeah. at the end of that 2018 season. Um, and so, you know, 
money does talk. So I, 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 you know, looking back on it, I can't really give you a, a for sure answer. Yeah, but it at least would have been sure. a, a decision been to make, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It it yeah, been, it wasn't like a for sure thing. I'm done, right? It would have yeah. been a much tougher uh, conversation and and um, mm-hmm. decision, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- those were some hard years there on on the back end of that era. Yeah, but uh, one of the hardest moments and and one of the moments that again spurred this rivalry up. We'd yeah. be remiss if we didn't talk about it. But going to Denton the following year after the Blackbird uniforms, yeah, 2017, UTSA oh, is winning man. that game. And there's a minute left on the clock. Mason Fine and the UNT offense yeah. takes over, yeah. goes right downfield and scores that touchdown, man. Talk about that heartbreak. Man, that was – yeah, that was – it was exactly that. It was, it was heartbreaking, man. It was – it was – um deflating i think i think i think we we just put ourselves in a um i i think the play calls like i you know i don't see anything i didn't see anything wrong like looking back on it it was just we just didn't do enough they did a great job driving they did a great job managing the clock um putting their guys in a position and i i think i don't i think when we were in a position to make plays when we could have we just didn't you know um I think it was Devron Davis at the uh, uh, the corner position. I don't know if he thought the guy was going to go inside, you know, and so he lost mm-hmm. leverage right along that sideline on the on the touchdown. But um, you know, we were in a position a couple times to make plays, and we just we just didn't do it. So yeah, I yeah, think there were three plays. I think there were three plays on that drive. Like maybe like you, Lakel, and Marcus all hit Mason Fine to the ground, and like every time he just made the completion, just like yes, yeah, he was getting, right. we were getting right as he was releasing the ball. Yeah, yeah, man, he was he was a dog. He was he was he was a tough tough opponent, tough quarterback back there. So it was good. It was good competition, mm-hmm. but yeah, that one that one's tough to look back on. Yeah. Do you think it had a mental effect on the team throughout the rest of the season? I think so. I think I think it. I think it. Not set the tone, um, but you know, it was a it was a moment of like disbelief, like kind of in ourselves, like, oh, mm-hmm. they had a minute left to go, we're up and we can't get a stop. I don't know if that was just defensively it it affected us, um, but or or you know, as a team, if that if that might have had a, a an effect on our 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 toughness, our ability to close games out. Um, play full four quarters. Um, but yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a heartbreak though. Who do you think both uh offensively and defensively, who who are some of the, the biggest dogs that you played with at UTSA? Played with? I mean, obviously you gotta throw in um Marcus. I think he was just a I'm talking about Dav, he's just like a robot, dude. Like he he would have like a a, a, um, a brace on his right <laughs> elbow, a brace on his left knee, an ankle brace, and something else on. And then out at practice, like you just not a peep from him about how bad things actually hurt, even though the doctor's telling, you know, the report is, hey, you have a strained this, you have a fractured this. And he's like, I'll be good to go. I'm like, he was just, he was just different. He was a difference maker. He kept going at a crazy motor. Um, I don't know if he got a whole lot of recognition, but I really loved playing with um, Jalen Rhodes, that running mm-hmm. back. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He was, he was a guy that was, that would push you. He was a guy that would, um, he practiced incredibly hard, um, you know, would, would talk that talk during practice um, and then, you know, dap you up afterwards. Um, and, you know, he was uh, feisty sounds belittling. He was, you know, he was fiery, you know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. that was, that was cool. Um, who else? Yeah. There's some play with a lot of good, uh, a lot of good, a lot of good dudes on and off the field. I think that was a, that was a great part of UTSA too, is like great players. Um, but you know, could also hang out outside of football and, and, you know, talk with each other and, and, and all that. So it was a great, I had a great time. And so now you're a defensive coordinator, recruiting coordinator, Liberty Christian. And uh, for those that don't know, I, I played Catholic ball. So like I know Liberty Christian really well. They beat us in playoffs like most yeah. of the time. Right. Very proud program. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's been that experience like? I mean, it, first off, like being a defensive coordinator, you know, at your relatively young age is, is a huge yeah. accomplishment. Uh, yeah. But if you could also talk about when people hear recruiting coordinator for a high school position, they're probably really confused. So if you could explain that for people. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no doubt. Um I didn't really know what the role was um, till about, you know, eight, eight months ago. I knew the guy, you know, who did, who was in my position, he was our defensive coordinator um, uh, the past two seasons. And so um, I kind of knew a little bit about what he did, but uh, essentially it's really just um, uh, advocate, a go-between, uh, uh, somebody who can help our student athletes, um, boys and girls, any sport, uh, have the ability to, uh, the opportunity potentially to play at the next level, compete at the next level, um, from all levels, uh, divisions, conferences. Um, so it's been super cool to, to learn how that process goes, see behind the scenes, um, about, you know, relationships, building relationships. I think I, um, did a decent job at UTSA, um, try to do that anywhere I go of building relationships, um, that'll last. And I can hit up somebody, you know, two years later and they're like, Hey, yeah, I had a, I had a good relationship with, you know, with Josiah. And so, um, cause it is a lot of this business is about who, you know, and, um, you know, and the coaching in general, the coaching world is, it's, it's crazy. You'll have a coach here who's who you mentioned a name like, Oh yeah, I coached with him back in mm-hmm. so-and-so and we did this. And I was like, that, like, it's just crazy. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's all over. It's a coaching coaching web. So mm-hmm. um, that's been great. And then defensive coordinator. Um, I, I'm sure you guys know this. Um, Jason Witten is our head coach here. Um, and so that's been a super cool experience learning from him and um learning ball, you know, and, and, um, just following, following his lead on a lot of stuff. It's, it's been, it's been super cool, super cool to, to grow as a, as a coach, to grow my knowledge, to grow, um, my, my coaching ability, um, and develop those relationships with the, with the boys as well. So, uh, it's been a great, it's been a great experience. And I think next year, especially my, the, the recruiting role, um, as I get more comfortable the spring semester over the summer um, and, you know, just continue to work at it, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll just get better and better and, and hopefully we'll grow it, you know, to where 
people know, you know, because right now I think, I think even if they want to recruit, they don't necessarily know that there's a new uh, person, a new hire, essentially. They don't really get mm -hmm. that updated information. We don't just send it out to, you know, send a mass um, email to everyone. So um, that'll be interesting to to navigate, but it's been great. I know Max Brooks is like not the most reliable source all the time, but they've got you guys at nine and zero with only fifty five points allowed. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Wow. Mm, yeah, man. that is that is accurate. We're giving up Ballsy. about I think six six point one points a game right now. Not bad, um, man. Not bad. So yeah, the defense I know. is pretty so stout, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been great. The kids are the kids are flying around. They're fun to coach. They're 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 making plays left and right. We close super well in space. Um, and so that's been fun to see They're they're sometimes I got to remind them that it's a game and they're, they, they can have fun. We're up 31 to zero and they're, you know, like yeah. before I can get frustrated at something that we did wrong, they're over there, you know, um, yeah. Championship mentality. Man. Yeah. Like they're it. over there. They're yeah. over there, like getting on to themselves and, you know, coming up to me and be like, yeah, coach, I, I messed up on this. I got it, you know, so, um, that's great. It's always it's always good to be there and then have to have to remind right. them that it's fun. Right. It's a game, you know. Yeah. Have, have have joy while you're playing, rather than just being super loose and and having to reel them in that way. So that's been a cool aspect to it and something I've learned um, throughout this process. Yeah. So schematically, is your defense like similar to what you ran at UTSA? Or you... Um, we're yeah. I mean, we're a mul multiple defense. Mm -hmm. So we'll go we'll three down look, four down look um move guys around a lot um in the past we haven't really had a whole lot we haven't had a whole lot of talent we haven't had uh the personnel necessarily to run a whole lot of uh man I know when you get to college like depending on what coach you got like man is like the main thing you know they want to mm -hmm. they want to be able to stop the run load the box a little bit and trust their guys in space to to um play man out there and i think we did a good amount of that and um at utsa mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's a little bit different here uh we are getting to the point where we can have uh some trust in, in our guys doing that uh so that's been that'll that'll be good for us moving forward but um a little bit different in the in the true three down look right. you know so but it's been fun it's been a lot of fun that's awesome man yeah how was that transition going from playing to coaching? What was that learning curve like? Yeah, that was it, it was interesting just because um, you know, I got cut, uh, played 2019 with the Giants, and then um COVID happened and we did everything virtual as a new staff. We did OTAs um like we're doing right now over Zoom. So they're like wow. installing um defenses and and making adjustments and then they'll call on you and you got to unmute your mic and answer a question, you know, wow. in front of everyone. And so that was it. That, and we hadn't even met the coaches in person, just met them over, over zoom, you know, cause the facilities are closed for COVID. Um, and then, and then come in 2020, fall of 2020, they finally cleared it that we can, we can come back. We just have to get tested like every single day before we go into the facility, I think. So, um, so then I go through that fall camp, get cut, um, and then I was kind of waiting around, but free agency was so crazy, 2020, um, the, the protocols and everything, teams were really not, like, working out a lot of guys. They are mm -hmm. really just pulling up from mm -hmm. their practice squad. Um, um, 
you know, or trading with somebody who was already like they knew he was already cleared and, you know, maybe right. just got cut from a team. Um, and so I was kind of in limbo. I was kind of waiting that fall, didn't get a call that spring, didn't get a call that summer, didn't get a call. And so I was kind of in limbo the entire time. So then 2021 summer, um, the coach who, who I had already built a relationship with here, uh, he hit me up and was like, Hey, I know you're kind of in limbo right now. You're free agent. Um, but you know, we'd love to have you here at Liberty. If you know, you could just coach middle school, um, and you can help out the varsity, you know, whenever you can, whenever your schedule allows. Um, and we understand like, if you get a call, you got to go like, it's okay. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that in the meantime, might as well. And so then I, I did middle school 2021. Um, and I was kind of like, one foot in, one foot out with varsity. I wasn't, didn't, didn't stick around all the time to help him out. You know, I lived uh, 50 minutes away in Frisco. Um, and so that was just tough, the early, you know, early morning meetings and, and uh, later nights watching film after practice and, and stuff like that. So I, I didn't really, um, I wasn't really all in for that first season when Coach Witten was here. Um but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being around and I enjoyed coaching those middle school guys. And so then last year um, did the same thing with middle school. Um, but then I was actually on full-time staff at uh, defensive ends, um, which was cool to work with, work, work with those guys and stay on the defensive side of the ball and, um, you know, still coaching middle school, uh, which you have sixth, you have sixth, seventh and eighth together. That's how we that's how we do it um, during practice. So you have some sixth graders who just got out of elementary school and you got eighth graders who could potentially um, who could potentially contribute on varsity the next year mm-hmm. and, 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 and everyone in between. And so that really challenged, you know, that really challenged my um, coaching my coaching you're just coach. trying not to get kids killed out there right? yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and then meanwhile we have 47 kids who claim to be receivers and so you're trying to get everyone reps and yeah. uh, it's just a lot to balance you know and, and parents are um protective of their kids and then they're you know like not not everyone's getting playing time and so right that was a lot to balance and then and then those are back-to-back middle school and varsity so you get done with those guys as they're going up, varsity's coming down. And so then you got to flip the switch again of like, all right, now these are, these are upper school, you know, they're, they're, they're sophomores, juniors, seniors, like and get after them a little bit and change that, you know, flip that, flip that switch in your mind. So um, it was a really good year for growth. Um, and, you know, to see what, what worked, how kids responded um, me and my wife, we met at UTSA and we both graduated with the degree in communications. And so, um, I feel like one of my strengths is to be able to see like what a kid responds to and being able to tell what, what he might need in that moment. Some, some kids respond mm-hmm. better to that screaming and yelling in your face, you know, and it flips a switch for them. Other kids, like they'll just shut down if that happens. And so um, part of coaching, um, uh, the challenge of coaching is finding that, you know, being able to, being able to adjust, and and not just be one dimensional in the way that you coach and the way that you communicate with your players. So um, that's been cool to see and and um, see it on the other end of of 
kids coming back, you know, now is my first time of, of kids going off to college, then coming back to Liberty and hit me up and be like, Hey coach, you know, like stopping by. So seeing those relationships go beyond just, you know, them graduating, seeing them to graduation and then never hearing from them again. That's mm-hmm. been super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're still up there in the area and in, in the Denton area. You can be at the game on Saturday. Um. Yeah. What, what time is it? Is it midday? Yeah, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Dude, I need to hit somebody up about getting a ticket. We have um our game this week is actually on a Thursday. Ooh. It's tomorrow. Um, and so then we have we'll come in on Friday and do film. And so then Saturday, yeah, Saturday I'll be off. Yeah, absolutely. I need to I need to there you go. I, I need to come through. Uh-huh. I need to hit somebody up about some some tickets or something man i'm sure that could be arranged i'm dude, sure tickets be... for josiah could be arranged no dude, that would be awesome i would love to i would love to come to that yeah absolutely i'll be there i just gotta find a way yeah nice man are y'all gonna are y'all coming up i'm not no too much travel for me this year i'm yeah. in houston so yeah oh gotcha okay, okay. we're both in houston um i've got a i've got a four-month-old child so hey, i haven't been able dude, to thank awesome. you sir thank you sir i haven't been able to attend any utsa games in person for the first time ever hopefully i'll get it's, to it's eating him up man it's eating him up i bet it is. he's been giving his tickets away each week and he accidentally gave his tickets to texas state fans for the texas state game dog let's not talk hey, about that hey, i'll never let to, you live that one down did they have to sit next to, uh, surrounded by utsa people they sat that, next to me it's probably uh, well, yeah, I need a full exorcism on my seats before I can That's sit back crazy. down in them, dude. Yeah, yeah. you have to start sending questionnaires out to people. <laughs> it's absolutely brutal. Yeah, exactly. It's brutal. But, but I was winless and didn't going as a fan. I was there for the drive. You know, mm. maybe it'll yeah. be better with me not in attendance. I don't know. I'm hoping. <laughs> we got to we gotta break that curse, dude. We got to gotta win in yeah. Denton, dude. Yeah, we got to win in Denton, no doubt. I mean, even what, last year? Were we here? Were, were they here two years ago? I think maybe. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Two, two years, years ago. ago it was 2021. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. Well, we lost the 11 and 0, the undefeated season. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was in gosh. the rain. I was there with a lot of my family. We were just oh, man. There in the rain, man. That was, we shot ourselves brutal. in the foot a lot yeah. last time. Yeah. Brutal. Just brutal, man. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. We need but, a win in Denton and we need a ball win. Let's get it done. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Let's get yeah. It done. Yeah. They're doing well in, uh, in conference, man. It was a slow start, but um they're finding their finding their rhythm so that's good winning winning when it uh when it counts mm-hmm. yeah well just yeah. Uh, thanks again for your time man i know it's middle of the work day for you really appreciate yeah. it and uh best of luck tomorrow to win that state title man we'll be following yes, from far wish you all yeah, the best, i appreciate it thanks for having me always good good uh good chatting with you guys yeah, man, excellent, man, and and send some of those uh send some of those recruiting highlights over to UTSA's way. Hey, yeah, some of those dogs uh, you got. I've been tagging some of those guys on on uh, Twitter. There yeah. you go. There we go. No doubt. Appreciate right, y'all. Take care. See y'all.